You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 300. In this episode, how you can make this year different for your fitness goals. A few resolutions that can get you there faster and that are easy to add to your lifestyle. So we've embarked on a new year and it's always a time to make some new goals, new resolutions, things that are important to us that we want to achieve. It's actually okay to do that every Monday, every day, every morning. It doesn't have to be on a yearly basis. But since we're kind of in that mindset of resolutions and thinking how we can achieve different goals, that's what we're going to talk about today in all three aspects of fitness, motivation, nutrition, and training. Now, the main reason that most people never reach their fitness goals is because they don't have a plan. Most people tend to go to the gym when they have time, and when they're in the gym, they tend to do whatever they feel like doing or whatever their friend is doing or whatever machine happens to be open at the time. And in most cases, everyone thinks they eat healthy, but that's not necessarily how you have to eat in order to reach certain fitness goals. Without having a specific plan and steps to follow to reach a certain goal, it's never going to happen. It's like driving somewhere and you have a map, but you don't pinpoint the location that you're going to and you don't pinpoint the steps to get there or the different roads to get there. You're never going to get there. And it really seems like that's how most people approach their fitness program. They kind of have a vague goal of where they want to go, but they don't do anything to map it out and really find the steps that are necessary to get to that goal. So they basically end up driving around in circles and never reach that goal. And here comes another year and the goal is still not met. And that's a question I want to ask you. How many years have you been working on the same goal? Because let's face it, a lot of times when I meet with new clients, they've been working on the exact same goal for more than five, six years, and maybe even longer than that. And you shouldn't be working that long on a goal. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on what that goal is. Some do take longer than others. But if you don't have a plan, there's no way you're ever going to get there. The main new resolution for you for this year should be to have a plan. So whether that is for your fitness program, your workouts, your nutrition, your mindset, your time to take relaxation for yourself or your self-care, whatever it is, pick one thing and make a plan. It doesn't take long to make a plan. We just kind of have to sit sometimes and really think things through. I'm going to make it even easier for you by giving you a simple plan that you can also call resolutions to help you get to your fitness goals faster. The first is going to have to do with nutrition. And yes, there's a video on these topics also on YouTube if you want to watch that. I'm probably going to be in more detail here than I am on the video. The nutrition has to be something that you do consistently. It can't be all or nothing. You can't say, well, I'm going to splurge this weekend or I'm going to have my cheat day or whatever and then another cheat day. And that's why I don't believe in cheat days because if you're eating right all the time, you don't have cravings. You don't need to have a cheat day. You can actually eat what you want when you want and not gain weight. So number one, forget about those cheat days. And that's not even part of your simple plan for <laughs> the new year. But the first part was cutting out alcohol at least for a little while. And I think there may have been some internet challenge or something that they called dry January. But whatever the case is, cutting out that alcohol is going to save you, of course, some empty calories. 
So that right there is going to help you drop a little bit of weight and a little bit of water weight as well. The main thing is how your liver functions and how it's detoxifying that alcohol before it can process fat. And we've gone through this in previous podcasts and in the video that is associated with this particular podcast. I'll put some links to those previous podcasts so you can go back and listen to those. But to give you a little short summary, basically your body has to detoxify alcohol because it's very dangerous for your body and it wants to get it through the liver, process it and get it out of you. And while it's doing that, it's not processing body fat. And then if you have, let's say, one or two drinks on a Friday, by the time your body's ready to burn fat, because it can take time for that body to detoxify that alcohol, and usually one ounce can be anywhere from two to three days. So depending on how much you drink, you can kind of figure out how long it will actually take your body to detoxify that alcohol. And meanwhile, here comes the next weekend, and your body just finished detoxifying, and it's ready to burn some fat, and you're going to go and have another drink or two, which again, isn't a huge deal if you're maintaining, but if you're really trying to be serious about gaining some lean muscle, getting a lean physique and dropping maybe those last five or 10 pounds, that's where it's going to make a major difference. And it doesn't mean you have to cut it out forever. It just means give yourself a good solid month where your liver can do its job. So figure whenever you drink, give yourself at least a week, and then that's when your body's going to start processing fat the right way. So basically, I guess it would be a month and a week. But do that to let your body have a really good chance at actually burning that fat. And that, besides the empty calories, is another reason why when we're training for competitions, we don't have any alcohol. And you know what? One of the things that's always helped me in my competition stages is I tell myself, you know what? It's still going to be there when the competition is over. So whether it's alcohol or sweets or cake or whatever, I tell myself that the world is not going to run out of that item between now and the end of my competition. So that way I can say, I'll have it then. Not a big deal. This would be step one of a plan. For five weeks, I'm going to cut out alcohol. You can mark it on the calendar of your start and stop date. But if you really are looking to lose a few pounds or get a little of water weight off or just really jumpstart your whole fat loss program, then that's what you want to do. And that's got a perfect start and finish date. And you know exactly what you need to do in order to accomplish that goal. Now, a second thing for nutrition that is very easy to work into your lifestyle is eating on a schedule and making sure you have protein with each meal. Most of the time, people don't eat enough protein. So we're talking about 25 to 30 grams per meal. That basically means having a good solid protein source for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I know if you're moaning that you don't eat breakfast, okay, then make it your mid-morning snack. Of course, I could certainly go on to a whole diatribe on why you should be eating breakfast and why it's so important. Don't worry, you've heard it before, and I'm sure it will come up in another podcast. The point being that pay attention to your protein and pay attention to your schedule of eating. Remember, every four, five, maybe six hours at the most, a part of feedings, not necessarily your big sit-down meal, but something in your body, giving it some fuel. Depending on what you put in your body, it can either be metabolized very quickly and you might need a sooner feeding, or it might take longer to metabolize. If something is higher in fat, it's going to take longer to metabolize. So you're not going to be hungry as soon. But if you have something that's very light, like just maybe a piece of citrus fruit, that's going to go right through you and you're going to need more food because otherwise your blood sugar levels are going to drop. Your body's going to start storing fat and it just gets worse from there. So make sure that you plan out your meals and your snacks. Look at your schedule. Look at what's appropriate for you to have your first meal or feeding, whatever you want to call it. Then plan your meal, snack, meal, snack, meal, and maybe snack, depending on what you're doing. Now, 
that you don't have to say, I'm not eating after six o'clock or I'm not eating after eight o'clock or anything like that. Because to be honest with you, that's not good for you either. And it doesn't necessarily work. Maybe in the short term because you're eating less, but that's really not how your body functions properly. When you're going to sleep, yes, you're not going to be using as much energy. So you don't need a lot of food before you go to sleep. However, it depends on what your intake has been that whole day. And I know for myself, even going into competitions and at my leanest, maybe like 8% body fat, I was still having my oatmeal and protein at night, sometimes 10 o'clock at night. So there goes that theory because when you're eating on a schedule and 10 o'clock might end up being your last meal, then you eat it. All of this has more to do with your total caloric intake and your activity than the time of day that you're eating it. Now, I am not a big advocate of fasting. I really don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it does good things to your body. You fast at night while you're sleeping. Your body uses less energy. It's going to be able to repair itself better if you have these consistent meals. And I know people like to fight me on this, but you know what? When you look at the athletes who can get the leanest while keeping as much muscle as possible, yes, those are your bodybuilders. It's not necessarily a healthy sport as you get towards competition. However, the process is still solid and they're not going to be fasting because they know that that's going to cause them to lose muscle. So you kind of have to consider the source and consider the proof that's already been done for years and years and years. Now this is a little off topic because I'll probably do another episode on this, but there's a thing that I just realized called packaging. And what it's basically saying is that there's a lot of these different so-called gurus or you know internet influencers or whatever and they're taking these pieces of information like oh you need to eat every four or five hours like i just said or or you need to cut out the alcohol they're taking that stuff and acting like they just made it up and you know what a lot of all of this stuff has been used by the bodybuilding community for decades and decades it's just that it's not been so mainstream and then somebody else says and it's like well we've been doing that already for a really long time why is this sounding like it's new so i'm just really surprised i'll do an episode on it later because there's a couple of people that i think are very high influencers or a lot of people think of them that way and they're just repackaging the same information that we've known for like ever in both the bodybuilding community and just the health and fitness community in general. So they make it sound like it's something brand new. Anyways, these are tried and true principles because they've worked for decades and decades and decades. So eating on a schedule, eating more protein, cutting out the alcohol if you want to jumpstart your program or if you want to drop the last five to 10 pounds and doing that for about a month or so or maybe five weeks. Of course, you could do more. I mean, some people still like to have their, their drinks and that's fine when you're maintaining. But if you want to get where you want to be faster, this is the way to go. Now you have a plan for nutrition for the new year. Eating on a schedule every four to five hours apart, basically not going without food for more than six or seven hours unless you're asleep and adding more protein. And then of course, the added part of cutting out alcohol if you're looking to really jumpstart and move things faster. In training, same rules are going to apply. You're going to schedule your workouts. And you may think, well, I already do that. I work out three or four days a week. Well, you want to set those in stone. Make them like a doctor's appointment or something that's very important that you cannot miss. Because too often we think, well, I can't get there today. I'll do it tomorrow. And then something happens tomorrow. And then it's like, oh, I'll do it the next day. And then something happens that day. And then all of a sudden it's been a week and you've not even been to the gym or done any activity at home or anything. And your schedule is completely thrown off. So by making those days assigned and knowing exactly what you're going to do in the gym, you're going to be more likely to keep that as an appointment and therefore not get off track. 
This is also where you need to make a solid promise to yourself that you're not going to miss any workouts. And that's where your mindset comes into play. Because if you can keep repeating that mantra, I get to the gym and do what I can. If I don't have much time, I just do what I can. Some is better than none. And that way, you don't fall into the trap where, oh, by the time I get to the gym, I'm only going to have 10 minutes or I'm only going to have 20 minutes. I can't get a good workout. I'm not going to do it. And that's not true. You can get a great workout in 10 or 20 minutes if you're doing the right exercises, maybe using some supersets and working those large body parts. So pledging to yourself, promising to yourself that you are not going to miss any workouts no matter what, and then finding a solution. So if you make up a 10-minute workout or a 20-minute workout, or you say, okay, if I can't get to the gym, this is what I'm going to do at home. So that way you stay on track because it is that consistency. It's not necessarily whether you have the perfect workout every time you go to the gym. It's about keeping the muscles moving, stimulating them, and doing above and beyond what you would normally do on a regular daily basis of activity. That's where we're stimulating the muscles. So whether it's in the gym or whether it's stimulating them at home, there's different ways to do it. You can do it with body weight. You can do it with dumbbells. You can do it re with resistance bands. There's a slew of different ways and you just have to promise yourself you're not going to miss no matter what. Along with that is you prioritize that weight training. So let's say you do only have 20 minutes. You don't go in there and say, I'm going to do the elliptical for 20 minutes. No, you go and you do the leg press or lunges or you train your back. You do pull-ups or you do pull-downs. Go heavy with your weights. You prioritize that weight training. If you don't rest in between sets, you're going to be getting that cardiovascular work. And remember, your cardio can pretty much be done anywhere, but not necessarily your weight training. So prioritize the weight training. Then if you have time for cardio or you need to get cardio done, then that will be an add-on because again, that's easier to do anywhere. And at the end of the day, your weight training is going to do more for your metabolism and your body than cardio ever will. Let's talk about having a plan when you get in the gym. So you can have your workout schedule. You can know you're going to do weight training. And a lot of times people go in and say, yeah, I'm doing back and chest today. Uh, okay, but what are you doing? And are you making a progression so that you know if you're getting stronger or if you're doing different exercises to introduce your body to different movements? Your body can be stimulated not just from going heavier in weight, but it can be stimulated by mixing up different exercises, changing the order, focusing on different ranges of motion or different parts of the range of motion. These are all things that your body can see as different. And that's what you want to have stimulation for your body to change and for your brain not to get bored. But if you go in and you say, well, yeah, I'm just doing these two body parts and you don't have a plan, you're never going to get as good a workout because you have to know I'm doing this. I'm shooting for this many repetitions. This is the weight I usually use. And even if that weight doesn't change, you need to know what's going to challenge you and then maybe try a little more. And that could be repetitions. That could be a slower tempo. There's a lot of different ways to change it up. So make sure you go into the gym with a plan, not just for the body parts you're going to work, but for these specific exercises. And yes, sometimes a machine is in use or somebody's using all the same type of dumbbells and you have to adapt. So sure, you might not be able to do the exact workout that you planned out, but adapting and adding a different exercise or swapping out or maybe changing the order of your actual routine is still going to be beneficial. So don't get so set in that mind that you have to do that particular exercise. Yes, that is the goal to get that done and to get stronger on it or to create that other movement. But at the end of the day, if you get that muscle work sufficiently, that's what you want to accomplish. And I know you're thinking, well, if that's all I need to accomplish, why do I have to have a specific plan? 
because the ultimate goal is to try to improve on these weights and movements and repetitions. And that's how you can do that. If you don't know how many you did before or what weight you had before, how do you know if you're improving? In the same respect, how do you know that you're going backwards? A lot of times people go in the gym and they say, oh, I'm so much weaker than I was last year. Well, are you really? Because I've looked through my own logs because I've had that thought recently and I realized, oh no, I'm really not that much weaker. I'm doing the same, actually doing more than I was before. But your mind doesn't think that way until you look at it on paper and hair. And it's also a way to look on paper and say, oh, I haven't done squats in a couple of months. I better add those to the program because you don't want to go too long without doing some major exercise like that. Keeping a workout log is always going to be beneficial for your mindset and to make your workouts more efficient and therefore more effective because you can really challenge yourself on an ongoing basis. To sum up your resolutions for training, it's going to be to schedule your workouts like an appointment, know what you're going to do when you go in the gym, and prioritize your weight training if you're short on time. Motivation, mindset is always the most difficult part. And a lot of people don't even address this, I'm surprised, in different fitness channels or podcasts, but this is the thing that makes or breaks your results. The best thing to do is to keep some sort of journal. And in the video I did for this particular subject, I talked about how, you know what, think of the journal as you talking to you, you talking to your subconscious mind and just writing out what you're thinking and pretending like somebody's there listening because that helps you think things through. You know how you've been with a friend and you start talking about a problem and they don't say anything, they're just listening, but you work the whole problem out yourself and you find a solution. It's the same thing with journaling. You might not see the solution right away, but you might go back the next day and reread your notes and what you wrote and realize, oh, that's what I should have done, or oh, this is a solution to that problem. That's always going to be a good way to help yourself not only solve problems, but get some of the stress out of you. A lot of times if we write something down, then it's out of our head and we can forget about it and we can move forward. Along with this is writing your goals and reflecting on some of your goals, maybe from the past or from the future and, and writing down mantras that you can say to yourself, phrases that you can say when something negative pops in your head. If you find yourself saying, oh, I just really stink at this exercise. And then you can say, no, wait, wait, I know I changed that to I'm getting better at this exercise every day. And these little tweaks will create habits so that your brain automatically takes a negativity and flips it into a more supportive statement. And like anything else, that's that habit over time. And the problem is that our mindset tends to be negative on ourselves. So we can be really encouraging to other people, but when it comes to ourselves, we tend to beat ourselves down. And that just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper if we let it continue. So by creating a habit to change negative thoughts towards positive ones, remember the present tense positive statements that we want to use to sink into our subconscious mind that will drive us to do the positive things and supportive things that are necessary for us to get in shape. And that can be just having a section of a journal where you make a list of things you commonly say to yourself and write out what you should be saying to yourself, what you should say to yourself to make that positive change and to make it a good productive habit. The second resolution in mindset and motivation is a gratitude log. And having a gratitude log is just as simple as saying, what am I thankful for today? What am I grateful for today? Did I do a good workout? Did I help somebody in their workout? 
take some time to reflect on your day and acknowledge your own achievements. Pat yourself on the back for something that you did that was good. And also note those areas where maybe you could have had a little bit of improvement. This only takes a few minutes, but it can be a huge impact and very significant on your mindset. And one of those things they keep telling us over and over is that we shouldn't be looking at the phone right before we go to bed. Using a journal and a gratitude log before you go to bed is one of those things that can help you get away from the phone and just write out on paper. And that way, at least we kind of get away from some of that blue light that might not be as helpful for our good deep sleep, which also helps us with our fitness goals. And it allows us to reflect on the day and then go to sleep thinking about how we can improve the next day or what we can do that might be a little bit better or even reflect on our specific goals and the tasks we need to accomplish to reach that goal. So to sum up your mindset and motivation, write a journal, use it to track your goals, use it to talk to yourself about your goals and to motivate yourself and keep a gratitude log. And it doesn't have to be much. Just reflect on your day and give yourself that pat on the back. Acknowledge your achievements and note where you might want to improve or change something. It's kind of like brainstorming for the next day. You can kind of evaluate, well, today went well with my meals or maybe it didn't go well. What can I do to make things stay on track? You know, what's my day going to be happening tomorrow? Where am I going to get my meals done? Do I have everything prepared? All of these little checklists that will help you get towards your goal. If you need help with all of this, then check out the 28-Day Fitness Makeover because in that I go over your training, your nutrition, and your motivation to get you set up for a solid 28-day program to drop weight and to get yourself on these helpful, supportive habits that are going to carry through for the rest of the year so that you can keep progressing forward. Make sure you check out the video on my YouTube channel, Fitness Makeover. Just type it in as one word and it should come up. Make sure you watch some of the other videos and make comments or if you have questions, go ahead and throw them on there because I do look at that as well. And if there are any specific questions you want me to answer either on the podcast or in a video, then go ahead and just respond to whatever emails that you may get from me because they do come through and I can add that to the list of topics. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com.